0: Hello ladies, this is Harriet McClance, the co-founder of HerNorth, www.helloathernorth.com. Thank you for tuning in today, where we are a community of women that's committed to putting our full confidence in God while learning how to thrive in the real world. This is part two of the Growing Up in Mississippi series. Um, if you haven't already, please listen to that, I think it's about four minutes, in 35 seconds where I'm sharing a little bit of information about what it was like for me growing up in Mississippi. So I want to encourage you to listen to part 1 as well as today's part 2, which is a continuation of growing up in Mississippi. The last segment I talked a little bit about um how I grew up in Mississippi and um my home and my church. And so I wanted to um, continue from there and tell you a little bit about my experience on that road in Mississippi. Um, Mississippi is one of those states that, from my experience of traveling, um, Conus and on it's the state that everybody sometimes look down on. You know, when I talk to people, they say, you're from Mississippi? You don't look like you're from Mississippi. And I would get offended, but I would still be kind. But I would ask them, well, what do you expect people from Mississippi to look like? And they was like, oh, well, you know, real country. and And, you know... Not like you. And I would say, well, honey, I'm as country as it gets. But I guess if for those people who have never been to Mississippi, all they have is what they learn in books and maybe on television or any other negative press. But it's, it's, it's funny how when you're a child, You look at your world as being so big. And then when you get out in the real world, you discover that you would give anything to have that simple and small living all over again. Because it truly was a very valuable and and memorable time of your life. I know it was for me. never thought that I would really leave Mississippi. I knew I would probably go out, out of state for a while for my career, but I never thought that I would leave it for good. And I find myself every single day reflecting on my Sunday school teachers who were amazing, by the way. They were these beautiful young ladies. They were part of that family that I talked about in part 1 of growing up in mississippi and they ta- they taught me a lot about the love of god the stories of the bible and church wasn't just a place that we attended on sunday but our church was it was our extracurricular activity i mean it was the social place it was where we spent Most of our time when we wasn't in school. And I'm so glad that we did because, gosh, there were some wonderful people in our church. I mean, we had teachers and we had some of the best homemakers and cooks and carpenters and electricians. And we just had some wonderful people in our church. And I am so fortunate that I had an opportunity to be surrounded by so many people who loved God and had so much love in their heart. And they share their love with me. And and I'm so thankful for that. I think about that all the time because I know that I am a product of that little white church on the hill. And and you know what's funny is when I think about my church, I think about uh the prayer breakfast that we would have Y'all, I wish you could have attended one of those prayer breakfasts with me because you have not, you will not truly experience Mississippi until you have experienced a prayer breakfast in a Southern Baptist church. I mean, seriously, honey, I can remember just the aroma of the bacon, and um, back then, you know, you could really smell the grits, and they were so creamy, and and there wasn't anything instant about those grits, honey. They were real grits, and I can just hear the ladies laughing in the kitchen as they prepare their breakfast bread for everybody, and it was just remarkable how that prayer breakfast would bring everybody together. I mean, these ladies, they didn't have a bunch of money. Um, Our church family, we weren't rich people, but we were rich in love. I mean, you didn't have the um, expensive uh, spreads, you know, with the quiche and, uh, you know, the fancy neiman marcus type breakfast brunch spread it wasn't anything like that this was that good old fashioned pork sausage that didn't shrink when you fried it and then there was this these homemade okay i don't know if you guys have ever heard of this but when i grew up the women in the church would make what they call whole cakes okay and whole cakes were like it was It was the same uh, dough that they made from scratch to prepare biscuits. But instead, it was just like a cake, a biscuit cake. So it didn't have any shape or form. And when they would serve it, now keep in mind, these these whole cakes were fluffy and light. And they would serve them with homemade pear preserves. And then they put a dollop. Of country crock spread on your plate, and then you also had this option where you could have black—I uh, uh, don't—I don't, I don't know—it was Brayburn or Blackburn. I can't remember, but it was a molasses that you could also have if you didn't want to um, eat the preserve. But you always ate the preserve and the molasses. It was like a double dose of delicious. Okay, but anyway, we would have this prayer breakfast. And the, the tablecloths were just so white. And before we would eat the breakfast, you would just stand there and look at all this deliciousness. And one of the deacons would just pray. And I don't know if you have ever heard a, a, a person really pour their heart out to God in thanks, with thanksgiving. But once you hear a, a prayer from a real warrior, a Christian warrior that has been on the journey for a while, that have lived through some tough times, it changes you and it changes the, the way you look at prayer. And it sets the standard for prayer even before you truly understand the power and the privilege of being able to go to God in prayer. And that's what this prayer breakfast did for me. My church family taught me how to pray and how to fellowship with one another. And you know, the funny thing is, we had all kind of personalities in the church. But everybody got along. And they loved each other. When somebody got sick, everybody would pile up in cars and go visit people and I remember um, the women would uh, bake homemade dressing pans of dressing macaroni and cheese and and they would um, make homemade sweet tea and the funny thing is nowadays people don't do that like they used to because we're so busy we're so busy but The busyness never ends. And so that's why it's so important to be present, ladies. I talked about that in my Foundations of the Spiritually Sound Woman course, being present. And I just, I would give anything to be able to go back to that little church and have one more meal at that table